thanks for uh for doing this you're welcome i'm happy to be back uh, I, I, pr- I promise we'll we'll get you out before you got to go to work i always have to work yeah every single time we do a reaction or this it's always like hurry or we have to go as fast as we can because mm. i work which is just crazy yeah, i have a busy schedule <laughs> yeah but we were just i'm busy you I, heard it here yeah no, I'm kidding with you. Not too busy for this. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, but we were just talking off camera about Movie Pass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, remember y- that. And you mentioned that you you don't know like the scummy stuff that company was doing. No, so the only memories I have of Movie Pass are just that summer 2017, where you could literally it was like you could do whatever mm-hmm. you want. You can go to whatever. You got a movie, movie you a want. day. Yeah, I would, I would see for everything. ten dollars a month. There were movies that I like didn't even know, but my yeah. friends and I would be like, "You want to go see it?" And I'm like, "Sure, I don't care." Out of respect, I still have the app, but. Uh, my card is gone. Um, but anyway, that company, they were making deals with studios mm-hmm. so that um, your app wouldn't work for a movie if they'd made a deal to promote another movie. Like <gasps> when Death Wish and Red Sparrow opened. Yeah. They had promotional deals with Death Wish, so you couldn't watch Red Sparrow on the app. That was one. Two, they, their plan was to make it so ludicrously cheap and mm-hmm. a dumb business move that they got all these subscribers which they did and then they could thought they could strong arm movie theaters into uh, being like we want a percentage of your concession stuff because they wouldn't have come to your theater if it wasn't for us that's shady so instead of doing that the theaters were like we'll just make our own fucking subscription plan thanks for the idea and here we are and here we are but the funny thing is Something that they people thought they would do, and I'm pretty sure they did, is they sold everyone's data as not not like personal information, but like, hey, if given the option of they could see a movie for free, this is what they went to go see. Uh, marketing. Yes. Uh, consumer data. Market research. Yeah. And they sold that, and that's how they covered some of their losses. Although they ended up going bankrupt, and it that, did it did not work. It was destined to fail. They they. <laughs> Knew they were going to fail, but they thought that they could make deals, and it just never happened. Interesting. The, there's a whole bunch. You can look up just the shady stuff MoviePass did, and it's there. Like I barely scratched the surface of it. Really? Yeah. So remember them. Hello everyone, I'm Dalton Burdett. And I'm Hannah Heiler. And we are the movie nights. <laughs> keep it in, keep it in. Keep it in? Yeah. And we are the movie nights. Well, some of them. If you're watching this, because you want to hear our uncensored. Unfiltered. Thoughts and opinions about the world of movies and entertainment news. So kick back. Relax. And thank you for being part of the conversation. I almost said subject there too. I yeah. almost didn't say filter. Yeah, and, you have, like, and you have the easy lines. Um... They're not easy. They are. They're not easy. Do you know how much? I get one word. Right, and fine. I have to put that much pizzazz right, in the one let's, word. All right, fine. Let's switch. Okay. Let's um, go the first. <laughs> Hold on. What's the first line? Anyways, we have lots of fun news stories to get to today. Um, for one, the box office, which I always love doing. Eternals opened number one at $71.2 million. It opened right below how Shang-Chi did. Mm-hmm. Um, fourth biggest opening of the pandemic, and I think worldwide it has like 160 so far. Not going to get a China release. Spider-Man No Way Home will, though. Really? That movie's going to make all the money. All the money. Wow. Uh, Dune came in second, dropping 49% from its second to third week, making another $7.7 million. No Time to Die at number three, still in the top five in its fifth week. 
making another $6 million. Coming in at number four was Venom Let There Be Carnage. At number four, also staying in the top five in its sixth week. Coming in at number five was Ron's Gone Wrong. It only dropped 5% from its second to its third week, which is pretty good. Made another uh, $3.5 million. And uh, I'll go ahead and do six. Six was the French Dispatch. It only dropped 1% from its second to third week. That's incredible. That's, it is incredible. It it's is not, it's not a lot of money. Made another $2 million, but... Percentage-wise, it shows yeah, that but it's it also, it, But it also opened in 400 more theaters because they're doing a slow rollout. I see. But still, it maintained a certain level, which is nice. So yeah, those are the general box office numbers. Uh, what are your thoughts on our tonals coming in at number one? Are you surprised to see anything up here? And um, what do you what do you think about all that? I'm really happy for Eternals. I know it has been getting like a 50-50. Um, some, some people love it, some people hate it. So mm-hmm. I'm glad that it's still number one that it opened that, that those preliminary reviews didn't prevent people from coming in. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm glad that they're getting that it might, recoupment. It might. Sure. In the, it depends on how much it drops next week. Because it is theater only. But mm-hmm. yeah, you're right that you the, know, the initial reviews didn't stop the opening goers. Yes. Uh, I'm happily surprised that uh, No Time to Die is still up there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is a huge you know james bond you know it's going to make all that money but it's now been it's been four weeks now since five yeah, four or five yeah that's mm-hmm. that's pretty impressive i said it and i don't remember it's mm-hmm. <laughs> it's okay the biggest surprise good for ron ron's gone wrong mm-hmm. good for them i haven't seen that yet no but. i, w- I want to see it really bad yeah uh, i want to see that we got to see spencer we got to see that's french was- we got to see french dispatch and we got to see um um there's another one what was the other one clifford Yes, <laughs> Clifford. Uh, but no, yeah. but where's Spencer? That's what I was going to say. I was going to say uh, I already exited out of the story, but it wasn't in the top six. But I but see. to be fair, that has that has not opened in many theaters. We are lucky that we got it in I Orlando. See. So, yeah. In case you ever wanted to know where we're at, we're in Orlando, Florida. Um, moving on to our first um, big story from last week. Um, after some conversations, you remember Sophia Batella? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Atomic Blonde. I was like, ah. <laughs> yes, it. yes. Um, well, Zack Snyder, for those of you who don't know, is making a new sci-fi movie at Netflix that he describes as his um, Man of Steel Krypton seeing on all kinds of crack, which I'm I'm there for. And he has tapped Sofia Batella to star in the lead. This was an exclusive from Deadline. After signing his new overall deal with Netflix, Zack Snyder is moving forward to get his first film under the belt in front of cameras. As sources tell Deadline, he has set Sofia Batella to star in Rebel Moon. Zack Snyder is directing the film as well as co-writing it with Shay Hatton and Kurt Johnston. Based on the story by Snyder and Johnston, Deborah Snyder, Wesley Kohler, and Snyder will produce for The Stone Quarry along with Eric Newman and Grand Electric. So, yeah, first of all, good for Zack Snyder for making an overall deal with Netflix. You mm-hmm. know, get get away from WB. That's it's in the past. Just move on. And he's, he is. I thought Army of the Dead was fun. Army of Thieves. That was the other movie. I haven't ah. watched I haven't watched Army of Thieves yet, but I'm going to because I really, really want to watch it. But, uh, but yeah. Oh, my gosh. I think the Blade Runner anime comes out soon, too. <gasps> we got to watch it. Man, I'm behind on everything. But, uh, but anyway, going back to the story. Um, a few years ago, like 2015 through like 2018, 2014 to 2018, they were really setting up Sofia Batella to be like this really big star. And I thought she was good in everything. I loved her in Kingsman. I loved her in Atomic Blonde. She was in Hotel Artemis, as we discussed. But I didn't love the movie. I thought she was good in it. I did not like The Mummy and didn't like her in The Mummy. But she was getting roles on that level. And she didn't deserve to fall out in the way that she did. I don't know the story. I don't know what happened as to why. 
But I'm glad that we're going to get her back into the big movie like this again because I thought she was a really good talent. What are your thoughts on Sofia Botella joining Rebel Moon? I'm basically going to echo the same thing you just said because I had the same thoughts of um, I when you said her name, I it did not ring a bell. I didn't recognize her face. I couldn't tell you what she was in. Um, looking at her IMDb, I was like, oh, okay, sure. Mm-hmm. You know, I know these movies that she's in. Um, so I'm hoping, like you said, that this is her second um, uh, awakening. Awakening. Thank you. Yeah, yes, her resurgence. second resurgence. Yes, mm-hmm. because maybe this will be a huge hit, and then she will become a household name. But since mm-hmm. she isn't right now, um, she's got the track record and the talent, so she can lead. Maybe not lead, but she can. You know. Um, helm these these larger films these blockbusters so mm-hmm. i have full faith in her that she can do this especially with a director like Zack snyder helping her out you know yeah. I, have, I have a feeling it's she's going to be successful but we'll have to see if this will you know be her big break if you will so, yeah but I, I'm, I'm nothing but excited for her yeah i'm, I'm excited for her too mm-hmm. uh, moving on to our next story this is an exclusive from the rap which is a good source whenever they drop some mm. stories this is um, berto gonzalez he actually used to be like an online scooper and then they hired him at the rap good for him Yes, back, some of you may remember, if you've been following online movie news for a while, back when Screen Junkies was cool, and back when we didn't know about all the stuff going on there, um, they would do this thing called movie fights, where they would have people come and debate about movies, and it was really, really fun, and uh, Umberto Gonzalez would sometimes come on the show and participate in debate. But anyway, he has an exclusive from the rap, um, Gail Garcia Bernal, to star in Marvel's werewolf-focused Disney Plus Halloween special coming next year. And if it's Marvel, which I believe the article does mention as well, yes. Um, While details of the project are are being kept secretly under wraps, individuals with knowledge say the character may be based on the werewolf by night character in Marvel Comics. Okay. We got vampires with Blade, werewolves with werewolf by night. But anyway... Um, it says that production is going to start in early 2022, so I assume by October of 2022 is when this will all happen. Um, but yeah, this is going to be super, this sounds super fun. And um, I have not seen Old, which what Gail Garcia Bernal has been in most recently. Sure. And his name isn't ringing a bell. I may have seen him in something before, but clearly he's getting more work. What are your thoughts on this? Are you familiar with the character at all? And um, are you just happy that Marvel's doing Halloween? Because that's what we've always wanted. So I feel like I'm a perfect example of just a normal moviegoer or, or Marvel fan. I've yeah. seen all the movies. Yeah. I, I consider m- myself a fan, but I by no means have read the comics or uh-huh. I don't know the lore or the, the other world of, of Marvel. Mm-hmm. So um, I do not know who you're talking about at all. However, you said Halloween, Marvel, I'm in. Werewolves, <laughs> sign me up. So uh, I feel like I'm not the only one that's going to feel yeah, that way. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I have no and, idea. And I'm also not going to pretend to know the lore of Werewolf by Night. Sure. I just know that it was one of the old, it was one of the older comics. And I know that a lot of characters got their first appearance in Werewolf by Night because Ooh. it was like an experimental run. And so they would test characters in the run. And if a character was popular, they'd spin it off into their own series. So what you're saying, this is an experimental run. So just some whack, crazy shit's going to well, happen. I don't, probably. Know, I don't know how they're going to do it in the thing. Okay. But in the comics, it was a way, like, basically it sold enough mm-hmm. to where they could keep it going. But they also used it as a testing ground for 
we don't know about this character, so throw him in Werewolf by Night, and I if see. people like him, we'll give him his own series. All right. Like, a number of Marvel characters came from Werewolf by Night. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Uh, but speaking of the actor, I never saw Old, and immediately when you said his name, I was like, I'm going to need mm-hmm. some help. I don't know who he is. Uh, but that doesn't mean he's not phenomenal. Yeah. You never know. Marvel is... I feel like they're arguably the best company right now in casting. They've. I, I feel mm-hmm. like they've hit the nail on the head yeah. with every uh, movie and, and TV show. Recently. Nick and Kyler saw old. Mm-hmm. While they didn't love the movie, they both said that he was good. Okay. Well, so. then we trust Nick and Kyler We here. trust Nick and Kyler. <laughs> Ky- Kyler? Uh. We trust Kyler. <laughs> but Nick, for sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but what do you guys think about the casting? Are you excited that Marvel's going to do Werewolf by Night? Let us know down below in the comment section. Um, this next, these last three stories are doozies. Oh. Um, so you remember a while ago, we even reported it on the show that Black Panther star Letitia Wright had injured herself on the set of Black Panther. Yes. Well, that production has done everything they can filming around her while she recovers. Now she's needed and she's not fully recovered. So according to the Hollywood Reporter, the set has shut down production until early next year. Oh, no. So apparently... She must have really, really... I mean, she's not, not in, like, you know, serious damage, but she's hurt herself. Um, I'm going to read straight from the uh, article here from Hollywood Reporter. Uh, Wright's injury happened last August while filming, while filming a sequence involving a stunt rig on location in Boston. At the time, Rebel Studios said Wright's injury would ultimately not impact the shooting schedule of the film. After the injury, Wright left for London, where she had been since, while the production shot around her character, Shiri, the sister of T'Challa. Right, Shuri became a fan favorite, and then it just goes on. But basically, I think this tells us a few things. One, it tells us that they're committed to her recovering before shooting, because if you start too early, you're just going to hurt yourself again, which is good. But two, Shiri plays a major part in this movie if they've shut down production so that she can heal. Now, I know that there's been a lot of speculation as to her maybe even taking the mantle of Black Panther. None of that's been confirmed. I personally don't know how I feel about it just because her character in the first Black Panther was very against tradition and was all about the new age. So unless they tie that story to Black Panther, because Black Panther is very traditionalist in Wakanda, I don't know how I feel about it. Now they could do the story where I'm watching it and I'm like, ah, I buy into it. But based off of the initial thing, I don't know, maybe give it to um, Denai Guerrero's character, who I really, really liked. Mm-hmm. Or, um, oh, no, no, no. Lupita Nyong'o's character. Yes. I think she'd be a great Black Panther. Or yes. even Umbaku, just because. <laughs> that'd be fun. I'd love to see it. But, uh, but yeah, what are your thoughts on Letitia Wright um, at, in, inconsequentially shutting down production on Black Panther, Wakanda Forever? And do you think that this also implicates that she's a bigger part of the film than we initially realized? Yeah. I, when you told, told me the story, like just now, I was like, wait. I, I totally forgotten it, it had been so long since you had reported that she was injured. I assumed that she had just gotten better and that, you know, mm-hmm. there wasn't, I, I didn't hear any news that they were back on production, but now hearing that she's still injured is, is just insane. And I know they wouldn't release any details of what happened or, you know, what's wrong with her injury, but um, I hope it's nothing that will prevent not only this movie, but hopefully not anything with like her career mm-hmm. or beyond this. Yeah. Hopefully it's not that serious um, that she can recover quickly. Um, but yeah, I, I am happy that the production is giving her the, the time and space she needs to, to recover versus, you know, like you said, forcing her to, to pick up where she left off and make things worse. So that is uh, a positive thing to hear uh, about her, about the company Marvel that they, they care about her enough. But uh, see, I, I want to think that she is, um, uh, playing a huge role, and that's why 
they're shutting down production because they need her I don't know if it directly relates I don't know if it the, I don't think that that correlates directly that she has a big role only because how long have they been shooting since um, since before August they've been shooting a long time it's a long time so that doesn't mean like if it was like a couple weeks and that was all that they were able to do and now that they, they need to but two months is a long time yeah that's true they so did shoot a lot without her mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so not saying because it is a huge you know insanely large blockbuster movie yeah. where all these shots and all the, i'm sure there's stunts and the production is by no means short mm-hmm. but i don't know i directly don't don't right. think that she's you're right because for all character. for all we know she recovers they shoot for two weeks and they're like we're done we're done so mm-hmm. i didn't even think about that yeah. that's a that's a good way it of bringing could, that up you could be right i could be right mm-hmm. or neither of us could be you know we have no idea but I of course it would be cool. She had a big part. I loved mm-hmm. her yeah. in everything she's been in. She's a, not mm-hmm. only a great character, but I like her performance. So, would I love it if she was a huge role? Yes, but I don't think that this directly means it doesn't. I don't. I don't think this tells us anything. Yeah, yeah. So. No, that's really good comments. Really, really good comments. I didn't Thank even you. think about it from that way. Thank you. I guess that's Thank why you. you have a yes co-host. We got wow. bounce ideas off each other. Crazy. <laughs> um. All right. So these next two, like I said, doozies. So I don't know how familiar you are you are with the feud between The Rock and Vin Diesel. No. Okay. So I've watched three Fast and Furious okay. movies. <laughs> so The Rock came in for Fast Five, and he did Fast Six, and then he was in Fast Seven. But noticeably in Fast Seven, he didn't share any screen time with Vin Diesel, or if he did, it was very brief. And then in Eight. They weren't in any scenes together, and if they were, they had to shoot them at different times. And it came out that The Rock and Vin Diesel did not get along, and that basically, from The Rock's point of view, it's just that Vin Diesel wasn't a hard worker, he was lazy, and for something that was his franchise, he's like, that's not how The Rock rolls, and he's like, listen, I think these movies would be better, and the productions would go smoother if you would just get off your ass, basically. And Vin Diesel, on his side, is saying, look, I'm a producer of these movies, and he doesn't like the fact that I'm treating him not like a movie star because I'm in charge of these things going on. It is basically just back and forth. A lot of people thought it was fake. A lot of people were like, oh, they're doing like, you know, because The Rock came from WWE. They're like, oh, they're doing like a WWE uh-huh. feud and then they'll f- battle it out in the movie. But then as time went on, Rock wasn't in Fast 9. He did his own spinoff without Vin Diesel being in the movie. And people were like, oh, shit. Like, this is something. Now, they've had a couple times they've sent messages to, to each other, like congratulations on weddings or something, but that was it. And then even a few weeks ago, The Rock gave comments talking about how he's he's done with Fast and Furious unless it's a Hobbs and Shaw thing. Like, he's not going to go do it. Well, on Instagram, Vin Diesel publicly basically begged The Rock to come back to be in Fast 10 and Fast 11 because it's the two-part finale of the saga. Hmm. And uh, this is what it said. My little brother Dwayne, the time has come. The world awaits the finale of Fast 10, and as you know, my children refer to you as Uncle Dwayne in the house. There is not a holiday that goes by where they don't send, where they and you don't send well wishes. But the time has come. Legacy awaits. I told you years ago that I was going to fulfill my promise to Paul Walker. I swore that we would reach out, that we would reach and manifest the best Fast finale, and that is in 10. I say this out of love, but you must show up. Do not leave the franchise idle. You're a very important role to play. Hobbs can't be played by anyone else. I hope that you rise to the occasion and fulfill your destiny. So it's very weird. 
But with how Vin Diesel is, I think it's sincere. I think it could have used someone else looking at it and editing it a little bit. But th this leaves me with two minds. One, he's trying to use the court of public opinion to get The Rock to, to come back. Because if he just sent this as a private message, The Rock would have no problem saying no. Now, Rock now looks like an asshole if he says no. Two, the deal was made months ago. Mm -hmm. And they're playing a PR game for him to be like, okay, brother, I'll come back and finish, you know. I don't know what the right answer is. But either way, it was strange and unexpected. What are your thoughts on Vin Diesel reaching out to The Rock publicly like this? Do you think a deal has been reached and that he was actually trying to do this? Or do you think something else is going on? So I don't know if you'll include my face at all <laughs> while you were reading that. But I could just feel myself getting more and more like mad while you were reading that. I was like, ew, that's gr like my face. I could feel it. Um, but in case you don't show, I will speak on that. That did not sit well with me. I no. was not a fan of that. Uh, exactly what you said. Um, it feels like he's cornering the rock. 100%. Mm -hmm. it, it feels like he's, like you said, pressuring him into doing something that's about like my kids and this and that, my mm -hmm. brother, Dwayne. It's like, that. it just feels but very But Vin is all about family. Is he though? Is he though? I don't know. That really rubbed me the wrong way. If, if, if he, he is a producer on these. I'm not saying if he mm -hmm. is, but if he was a professional producer on these films um i'm gonna play dumb if you will and pretend that there's nothing going on behind the scenes just mm -hmm. for this if this was his way of trying to get him back it was an instagram mm -hmm. uh post asking that's completely unprofessional and mm -hmm. the cornering him like that it's only going to make production worse if they are still in a feud and then rock the rock agrees out of uh pressure from the public it's not going to make a good film. He's not going to want to be there. I mean, yes, he's a great performer. Like, he can be professional on screen, but it's not going to make any sort of... A, a fake uh, a fake rekindling is not mm -hmm. a real... It's uh, not a rekindling. It, you know, mm -hmm. I, it very much rubbed me the wrong way. Unprofessional. I'm not a fan. <laughs> now, if it were to come out that they had did make a deal months ago mm -hmm. and that this is just the WWE PR way of, like getting people excited because you know the moment rock responds and says i'm in mm -hmm. it's a story if it came out that this had already happened and this is just how they decided to go about it would that change your feelings or do you still think that this was the wrong route to take even if it was pre-planned i think it's the wrong route i don't know why i don't know why i'm so passionate about this i don't know shots where fired this, at I vin guess. diesel um i guess i just love the rock so much i'm like protect him at all costs <laughs> no um i think the reason that makes me think that this is real, I have no idea. Mm -hmm. But the, like you said, no, it, it wasn't it polished. Did, it was not polished. Mm -hmm. It seemed like he really was like, okay, Instagram, let me let me do this. It didn't seem polished. It was. It seemed like it was actually written by him, not mm -hmm. some sort of PR executive. Yeah. Um, it was sloppy, really. Mm -hmm. I think. Um, so if it does come out that it's that it is some sort of stunt, I would be shocked because of how unclean and un yeah. unprofessional it was. If if like you're saying, this is going to be some PR mood and some WWE, you know, stunts. Um, there are so much better ways to do this. In Instagram, I don't know. If if your idea is to go viral and create. Uh, online chatter and, and, and people talking about this, I that's not the way to do it. There's so many more successful pre-planned 
publicity stunts and i don't know i i feel like it it's not going to hit the way it should if it was mm-hmm. planned i got gotcha. you okay okay very cool what do you guys think about the whole situation let us know down in the comments below all right guys final story coming today this one just dropped yesterday and i'm very upset oh why you know how patty jenkins is going to make a rogue squadron movie for star wars absolutely never forget it's been indefinitely delayed due to scheduling conflicts this is what the hollywood reporter has to say Rogue Squadron, the Star Wars feature project due to be directed by Wonder Woman filmmaker Patty Jenkins, has been caught in the tractor beam uh-huh, and will take a little longer to make it to the big screen. Jenkins and writer Matthew Robinson have been developing Squadron for Lucasfilm for over a year with the goal of starting production in 2022. It was to have gone into pre-production by the end of this year. However, sources say producers and filmmakers and the filmmaking team came to the realization that Jenkins' schedule and other commitments wouldn't allow for the window needed to make the movie in 2022. Thus, Squadron has been taken off the production schedule. The hope is that once Jenkins fulfills her previous commitments, she'll be able to return to the project. Squadron would have been the first feature since the end of the Skywalker saga, which wrapped with the rise of Skywalker. As a release, it had a release of December 22nd, 2023. And while that currently remains in place, the date will most likely shift later on. It is unclear what, if any, of Jenkins' commitments were at issue specifically, but she is in development of Wonder Woman 3 for Warner Brothers and a Cleopatra movie for Paramount. Sources say Wonder Woman 3 was initially to have followed Squadron, but this could shift now that the latter is off the table. So, the official story is scheduling conflicts, but, and that could all be true, right? And I believe that that is what the sources at The Hollywood Reporter were told. Right. But the truth is, in most things, if you're working on something for over a year, you would know if your schedule couldn't align. Now, COVID delays, yes. That's why I kind of believe this story, because of unprecedented things going on, especially in fil- like scheduling and filmmaking and COVID testing and the new strike, like all these things. Well, The truth is, there has been a history of Lucasfilm and filmmakers ever since they were bought by Disney and having falling outs, people quitting, people being fired, especially being very reactionary to previous projects. Things that come to the top of my head are Lord and Miller being fired with two weeks left of filming on Solo. You have Josh Trank, who was going to make a Boba Fett movie. They were going to announce it at Star Wars Celebration, but then Fan 4 Stick opened, and they just fucking buried the project. Like, that was it. And, you know, very reactionary stuff going on over there. And there's more examples of that. Um, oh, Colin Trevorrow and Duel of the Fates, mm-hmm. an episode, the original plan for Episode 9. You know, and it's, I'm afraid that this is another one of those scenarios. That, with one Wonder Woman 84 not getting the reception that they were hoping for or something happened and now they're upset with Patty Jenkins or at least I hope it's not creative differences and Patty just like doesn't want to do it because I was really looking forward to the movie because Wonder Woman 1 is awesome and the way Patty Jenkins was talking about you know her family having a history of fighter pilots now she gets to do it in Star Wars it was such a cool idea so I really hope they make the Rogue Squadron movie and I hope she makes the Rogue Squadron movie But if in a month or two months' time we see another exclusive saying that she's exited the project, then I think we know what really happened. Because if it really is scheduling, and they really are committed to waiting for her, 
then that's exactly what they'll do. They'll wait for her to be ready to film the project. What are your thoughts on the whole situation? Do you think it's really scheduling conflicts? I'm on the... You and all your insider knowledge. <laughs> Let me tell you, me and Patty, we've been chatting it up. And, no, um, I don't know. I don't know what I believe. I have, like you said, I have a weird... Uh, there's just something fishy, right? There's something fishy, but I don't know who I... I don't, I don't know who I believe. Um, I have feelings towards Lucasfilm and, like mm-hmm. you said, all of the, the terrible directorial mistakes that they made, like firing people yeah. and, and the, what everything you mm-hmm. mentioned. So... I just have a weird taste in my mouth when it comes to them. Um, Kathleen Kennedy, all of that. Um, so maybe it's a, a trauma response after every time. That I'm like, oh my yeah. God, they did it again. Yeah, right. <laughs> but um, I, I, let's say that it is a scheduling thing. Could could there be a, so, so, so the idea is that she maybe picked up another project that hasn't been released and she's going to be doing that before yeah. this or, one? Or maybe Cleopatra suddenly is ready to go mm-hmm. or... They don't think it's Wonder Woman 3 because yeah. they still have to wait on that. Because I know that Gal Gadot is supposed to play Cleopatra. Oh. So, good for her. So it's like a whole thing. I see. And I, I don't know what it could be. And even Hollywood Reporter is like, we're not sure what the commitment is. But it's probably Cleopatra or Wonder Woman. I don't know. Of, of the companies that would budge... I feel like Disney and Lucasfilm are not one. I feel like they would have laid down the hammer and been like, no, we're doing this movie. You, you accepted this. Mm-hmm. You accepted these scheduling yeah. things. Like, yeah. Patrick, or, or maybe it is scheduling, mm-hmm. but it was a, it was a hey, this isn't so bad. Maybe because they're also developing a movie from Taika Waititi mm. and a movie from Kevin Feige. Sure, sure. So it's like maybe one of them is ready to go. That's fair. And they're just like, hey, they're ready. So we're going to go ahead and do theirs. You can wait. You can go do Wonder Woman or Cleopatra and then come back. But they're ready to go. So we're going to. Maybe that's the situation. But that's then fine. we start hearing exclusives of that movie is ready to go, you yeah. know. So, yeah. but, but at the same time, when by the time we hear a story, it happened months ago. Sure. And that's the truth of it. So sure. we'll have to just wait and see about everything. Yeah. Well, what do you think about Patty Jenkins and the whole scheduling conflict fiasco? Uh, let us know down in the comments below. That, I think that's all we have for today's show. Thank you so much for stepping in. Thank you for having me again. And continue sending well wishes to Nick. He will hopefully be back after the holidays. Um, Thank you guys so much for watching, and we'll see you next time.